me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. What if you could be a superhero? Dave here from DC On Screen. If you love this show and you want to see it continue and thrive, please be sure to visit iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star written review. The process is faster than a speeding bullet. You don't even have to wear tights or a cape. I mean, you can, if you're into that kind of thing. No judgment. What's important is that you tell the world what you like about the show and why you think they should be listening too. It really does go a long way in helping our show grow and expand, pushing us into more people's eye and ear holes. That was a weird way to put that. By the way, leaving a five-star written review gets you entered into a drawing to win a free DC trade paperback DVD or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win and will be chosen through a true number generator on random.org. Think of it as our version of that antiquated sexist moment where the superhero saves the girl and she gives him a little jaw sugar. (laughs) Alright, begging is over. Time for a brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 294. This is our recap and review of Gotham 312 Ghosts. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Uh, To recap, we return to Mario Falcone's funeral and the aftermath. Lee is deeply mad at Jim, so she agrees to comply with the hit Falcone wants to put out on Jim. Even though Zaz has a fondness for Jim, he merely sets out about the task of killing him, which annoys Bullock, because Bullock's always around Jim. Leslie visits Barnes in jail and realizes he's completely changed and that Mario was probably crazed when Jim put him down. This gives her second thoughts about the assassination and she begs Falcone to call it off. He regretfully complies and tells Zaz to back down. The Barbara Penguin Coalition to destroy Penguin uses an elaborate plan to make Penguin think his father is a ghost. I guess I should see Edward Barbara. But is also a desecrated corpse. He freaks out so wonderfully that he kills the man who once held Edward's job and completely takes a live, nationally televised interview. Bruce manages to talk Selina into giving her estranged mother a second chance. The gang has a lovely dinner and bonds nicely. But the next morning, Maria is cornered in her apartment by a thug looking to get back his money. And Selina has to name drop Bruce to get rid of him. At the morgue, Dwight the coroner has been reviving dead bodies and holding Jerome was awesome rallies. After Jim and Bullock bust up a meeting, and knowing for certain, now that his tech works, Dwight decides it's time to undead Jerome himself. Well, you know, the major disappointment was I heard Jerome was coming back, and I just got to see, like, a like a little, you know, Facebook Live video of him, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My disappointment was not that Jerome didn't truly come back. It was that the show, the, this episode, well, I had a few disappointments. 
Um, one, Lee is so angry she's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't fit her very well. Yeah, like she like in the in the first half of the episode, she's basically just like uh, like a rabid nighttime soap character. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we will have to kill him. And you know he, <laughs> I want him dead. Oh yeah, and um, and then you know she just flip flops pretty quickly back to the Lee that we know. But um, she gets there and it's kind of there's a neat moment with Falcone where he calls her out on uh, you know she still loves Jim and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. frankly, I I can't really understand why he actually calls the hit off. I mean, not really. Um. I just, I th- well, in honor of because his new family, I guess, or I think he likes Lee just as a human. and also well that yeah as a human, and I think also um, you know he does he says you still love James Gordon, all right well that's his excuse because he doesn't want you know he respects that I think he might might respect that she was willing to go through with the wedding, even though she secretly still loves uh, Jim. Maybe but it's that I think and, you know he, also. He's, he he tells liked Lee Jim before. Absolutely, he tells Lee that he doesn't actually like, he he wants to kill him because of you know him actually you know it's blood for blood, mm-hmm. but you know he has an issue killing Jim anyway because you know in many ways Jim is like the son that Mario never was. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like I still it, he's got enough excuses to not have to pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. You know though, and that was. That was just something I was kind of pondering. It's not really a problem for me, to be honest. Um, I can be like, oh, it's a mob thing. I don't really understand it. And there's probably something about respect involved that I just don't get. The whole thing, though, is worth it, though, even if it was bad. Because I, Zaz is just entertaining as hell this episode. <laughs> he was fantastic. Like, his, he comes yeah. as a messenger at first. And then he he, he has a, some little speech about, like, Jim, uh, Jim says, you know, you can try. And he gets real serious. Like, I don't try. I don't stop. That was that was actually intimidating for a second. It's like every now and then I look at him, I'm like, God, the guy from the Smashing Pumpkins looks real scary. Yeah, <laughs> I love what he told Jim. You're a good egg. You're a good egg was fantastic. <laughs> like he likes he likes Jim. He likes that he's a good person. He's yeah. just got a job to do, and that's really all there is to it. If there's any consolation, you lasted. Lo- you had a good run. You lasted longer than most. He, yeah, and he, then he it was good. And then when he tells him it's off, and he just goes, he just looks at Jim, and goes, "Okay, boss." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like it was enough that that a minute later when Bullock takes that shot, I don't even think he was worried about the bullets. I think he just like took a shot because he knows there's people like Zaz in the world that will yeah. just happily go about their day of well, people need killing. Yeah. Um, about the point though that Lee is saying, you know, you're the real virus, Jim. Blah blah blah. I was thinking, you know, why couldn't Jim have just crippled him? You know, he he like shot him like four times in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could have kneecapped him. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I thought they had a decent point there, probably. And Jim's a good shot, too. He could probably get he could probably get a knee if he wanted to. Yeah. Oh, can I can I go ahead and skip straight to my bullet, my favorite Bullock moments? If you like. It's just my favorite part of watching Gotham now, almost, is, is Bullock and Alfred moments. But um, And Alfred had a great moment getting pickpocketed. That was a lot of fun. But, um... Bullock early on doesn't ever, doesn't anyone ever die in Gotham anymore? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Harvey. I have that I have that one written down. Yeah. And um, Bullock and Jim talking later while they're getting shot at would have been nice if you had told me that earlier. Talking about his uh, the hit, and Jim tells him uh, Zaz is only after me. He's very professional that way. 
That was good. Like he he, he really would. He would in an alley. He would walk up to the two of them, shoot Jim in the head, turn to Bullock and go, "Hey, bud," and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Might see you later. We'll see. Yep, I'm, I'm digging Zaz. Um, I knew we were gonna be in for a good Zaz. Uh, yeah, after that was, first uh, speech, I, I knew whoever was whoever was writing this episode had a good idea about how to use him. Yeah, well, my girlfriend called me and was like, have you watched Gotham yet? And I was like, no. She went, ah, I love Zaz. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's a heck of a lot of fun. So, a um, couple of bits didn't didn't work for me. Selena hasn't seen her mom in 11 years, but she knows what she looks like she, and recognizes her. Yeah, it was weird. Selena's a little kid, remember. She's... I mean, it, she was five when she left. I know that because there was actually a pretty funny line in there. It wasn't supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. But there's a, you can't run fast with a five-year-old. Which was a weird line for me because it, logically it makes so much damn sense. And it almost made me laugh because it made so much sense. But it's supposed to be in the middle of the sad scene. Mm-hmm. It was a weird moment for me watching. Yeah. Um, I know that this is, they're coming back from, you know, a winter break. They're going to have another one. But... Yeah. They crammed so many things in this episode. It was just too much. Yeah. You can remind me next week that Bruce has the the owl. I don't need to know that right now. I don't remember. I don't need to remember that. You didn't do anything with it except you showed me a map that the sunlight makes. Oh, I had turned away. I didn't even see that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't, he like, didn't catch that part. He puts it on a very particular pedestal, and he's like, "There's got to be something about this, Alfred." And he walks away, and like you see this, it, like pans over you see the sunlight hitting it from a certain different angle and when it comes through the prism of the owl it makes a map on the wall well that's see that's why i'm glad we talk about these things because sometimes you know you look down to write a note you miss a, you miss mm-hmm. a shot yeah something they included though that um didn't take much time and it was a thank god um that was actually what, probably what i was writing down was like perhaps hide it in the cave thank you for mentioning the damn cave <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to, like, retcon that thing at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the cut to Bruce and Al is, is pretty jarring. Um, I just feel like they're trying to cram too much in. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't so worried about that. I was, um, I, and, and a, lot, a lot of this episode was actually pretty impressive. The The scheme, uh, Riddler's scheme to destroy uh, Penguin is pretty good. I mean... Uh, hmm. it's it seemed very riddlery, like way too many parts, and could have been done probably more simply. But you know, he likes he's got a little bit of flair in how he plans, mm-hmm. and I like that part. Um, just didn't by the I didn't know Clayface was still around. By the way, I thought he was in jail or something. Yeah, I didn't know where Basil was. He was. <laughs> I thought he had been tucked away, but I, I guess he's out in the uh, out in play. Okay, you know, no problem. Yeah, whatever. I guess uh, you know. Um. I don't know, Ed and Barbara and Tabitha, are, they're just all ridiculous. They're like cartoons. They are, it's, but this show's very much a cartoon weird. and like... It, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's got like a Schumachery background to it that's... It's, it's kind of it's it's weird. Half the time it's really fantastic. Um, half the time it's just a little too much. I, I never know what I'm dealing with. I feel like Gotham may be the closest we'll ever see to what Schumacher would do if he actually had gotten to do exactly what he wanted to do. That's actually... See, that's what I think's accurate about it, because... Um, I actually, I should feel bad about that. Schumacher didn't really want to make a cartoon. That no, that that infamous quote at, of "We're making a cartoon" it was, you know, apparently um, sarcastic on his part. Sure, but um, at the same time, this is the same guy that went like, well, "Why can't they have nipples on their costumes?" I he, you know, he's freely admitted that he'll probably never be forgiven for that, and he shouldn't be. <laughs> right. Um, but if you look at like number 23 with Jim Carrey, that was one of his, and it was pretty like in segments, it was pretty weird and over the top. 
I remember it may have been great. I remember it may have been liking great for that Batman. movie and then thinking that I probably shouldn't have liked it, but I kind of enjoyed it. I remember liking it. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you notice? So, um, uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, sorry, a, a, a baby booty and a picture aren't enough for for Selena to forgive her mother for eleven years of being absent. I know. I know. I was really proud of this, though. You know, the like Bruce goes in there, and I'm I'm impressed. Um, I'm impressed with his speech, and I'm actually impressed the writers didn't use this because it would have mm-hmm. been way too on the nose to use the "you have a chance, I'll never have" card. Mm-hmm. But they made a pretty convincing speech for Bruce without actually having to use that extremely obvious line. I was a little impressed with that. Right, uh, the writers of Gotham were just like, "Stay away from Martha. Stay <laughs> away from Martha." <laughs> I mean, you could you could almost feel like the line would be pretty much I'll never give I'll never get the chance that you have right now. Something like that. You could pretty much just feel it coming the entire time. And, they, and you know, they didn't have to use it. I was I was impressed. Yeah. How'd you feel about Alfred's uh, <clears throat> new crush, though? Uh, uh, not a big fan, but I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm sure Alfred will make it the, fun. If that's the way the show wants to play it, where Alfred just likes every middle aged lady. <laughs> that comes across his path. Right. Whatever, man. I, I guess. I mean. And so far the dynamic seems to be um, he's he's crushing on her uh, way more obviously than he thinks. She seems to be perfectly aware of her, of his, um, <clears throat> I don't know, his little looks and thinks they're kind of cute, but like in an almost condescending way. Selena mm-hmm. seems to be aware and uh, deeply annoyed. And then Bruce doesn't seem to be aware that anything's happening at all. Yeah. It, it seems like that's the dynamic we're going to be playing for a little while. Yeah, I don't know. Maria seems to me like you know she's like, hmm. He's do. He has these. He has these little crushy looks. He had the puppy eyes a couple times. He's cute, and this could be a meal ticket. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Speaking of meal ticket, though, like Selena, late in the episode when uh, when we discover that you know this this Cole guy has you know problems anyway when he's out for money and has 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 the gun out and everything selena just like drops the bruce name real quick mm-hmm. like no no I, I know bruce wayne he'll pay whatever it is i thought that a bit presumptuous yeah well that's selena for you yeah all right so uh what did you think of what, what did you think of penguin's storyline though not just ed's part in it but penguin's storyline like how he's handling all of this um kind of in a, in a way it feels right um he would he would do okay with the city for like a minute before completely fucking it up and like killing a guy in his office. Uh-huh. That part feels right. Um, the part that I, I couldn't forgive the show for this week was there's no reason Penguin takes this interview. I'm sorry. There's no way. There's no way. There's no fucking yeah, no. way he takes this interview. Right. I, I mean, that was the least. That's what be- I was thinking. Absolutely the least believable thing that happened this week was I would tell that woman, thank you for the offer. I wish you the best. Get out of my office, please. Mm-hmm. There is no way I'm going to sit down on live television and be interviewed by someone who's openly hostile to me. Especially if you're the mayor and you have numbers that can back up. Like it, you, you make the story about your numbers. You don't go out and like, no, just no way. Especially with a with a past in Arkham Asylum. Right. <laughs> what was he expected to do? Like bring his little certificate of sanity with him and be like, uh-uh, and pull out the sheet of paper? <laughs> I'm good now. Yeah. That guy who can't be found before the whole building blew up gave me a sheet of paper that said I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Mm-hmm. Um, I was somewhat annoyed because, you know, like we've talked about, there's no telling what Gotham's going to do. I thought for just a moment, you know, this actually might be his dead father coming back. <laughs> yeah. Find me, my son. I can never rest until I lay underground once more. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem with the show right now. Is like it's like Bullock said. You really, when someone dies, you just kind of think, uh huh. Right. Never. That, All right. That little trend has never been done better than the robot chicken DC bit where they're at mm-hmm. they're at Green Arrow's funeral and they're like, oh, he'll show up soon. And Green Arrow shows up at his own funeral and be like, who's that? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Batman's up on stage giving the eulogy. He's like, ah, oh, who are we kidding? How many of you have been <laughs> have been dead? We know he's coming back. Raise your <laughs> hand if you've died in the last six months. And then it and then it just cuts to Green Arrow raising his hand. Oh, that's how in it the is. Back of, in the back of the, of the church, yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I remember the punchline on it, but the... Uh... The yeah. details were long forgotten. Uh, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Jerome Cult. I like their little logo. Yeah, logo's cool. Also, you realize that's the same guy who followed the Joker in The Dark Knight? Nope. Remember the um, the insane guy? The I, I think the the phrase was like the, the, the perfect... I don't know. Batman says something about he's the perfect guy to recruit for the Joker. It's uh, He actually has like a... It's a it's a small role where he's one of the guys that like follows the Joker and and works for him in the Dark Knight. That's funny. Yeah. I did not remember that at all. Can't remember his name at all. Should look that up. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll do that next time. He'll apparently be around for a minute, so I'll have time to rectify that next week. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing um, by the way that like they like they did a three story arc with with Jerome last week uh, last year. Um, I think that was yeah that was like. And um, we've only got three episodes before we get this, like, break part two that's going to happen. Which, incidentally, yeah, uh, to give to give anyone some details, you've got two more weeks of Gotham, and then you're not going to see it again until April 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, which is odd. Like, there, there are articles online right now about how odd that is, and I completely agree. I don't know what's going on with that. I, like, maybe there's some new dynamic in, in, in airing television shows that we're not aware of, but... Anyway, um, my guess is we've got three weeks of a Jerome story, and then we're probably not going to see him again, you know, post the break. Right. Well, I mean, you know, months and months ago, we talked about how they were going to do a like eleven episodes, and then a three episode arc, and then finish out the season. Yeah, it's it's just a, such a strange way to air television shows, I think. But uh, they're still filling it out. Like every year has been like they've apparently had trouble breaking up their episodes every year. Yeah. And they've, they've keeping momentum. That's why that's that's why it's so weird to me is they've changed it a little bit. It's um, it's just getting strange now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the Jerome family or whatever you want to call it, the uh, the Jerome followers cult maniacs, I guess. <laughs> I didn't see the. They weren't really doing anything wrong. They, I mean, <laughs> not lawfully. No, I mean that was that was a perfectly legal, if not extremely creepy, meeting. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why you know the why. Harvey and Jim started firing guns and screaming GCPD and whatnot. Oh no, they, they, that wasn't even the weird. Like it, it's weird to approach a group of of absolute crazies, even if you are the only two people there that are armed, which you should not assume at all, given that room. Um, even if you're the only two people there that that have a gun on you, that's a lot of fucking people, and they all look crazy. Like, why would you announce yourself? Yeah. Worse than that, though. Did you notice in the alley afterward? Jim and Jim and Harvey are like walking down the alley. This is right before uh, Zaz starts shooting at him. They're walking down the alley talking, and some of the some of the the Joker followers are literally running the same direction that they're they're walking. Mm-hmm. They're like running past them to get away from them. Mm-hmm. What the ever loving hell? I thought they were they were running away from Zaz and the gunman. Zaz had not appeared yet. 
No, but they could have been behind them and seen them walking down the, <laughs> the strip with machine guns. Right, so maybe they were they were originally going to run away from the the police officers that were they were scared of, and then they saw two crazy ladies and a and a very clearly well armed guy and went, oh shit, fuck that, and started running toward the police officers in the other direction. These are crazy times, man. Maybe so. I'm not trying to uh, I don't know defend the show here. I just thought it was very chaotic. I don't actually even remember Harvey and Jim walking so much as sort of jaunting. <laughs> it just it they were like just it was just a weird moment for me. If I miss yeah, something, let me know, show. guys. Sorry. Me too. Uh but it's an ongoing rule, really. I don't understand why they even announced themselves because the whole point was to follow Dwight to where the bodies were. Yeah, and then they followed him there, and instead of just kind of laying low and waiting to see where he went next, which by laying like, low nope, you mean this standing is... on a high perch in the background, right? Clearly an eye shot. That bothered me too. Um, I'll just go ahead and mark that one off then. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so instead of like just kind of being chill, not saying anything, even though like it's creepy, they're like, nope, it's not illegal but it's weird we don't like it so we're gonna announce ourselves and screw up everything we were doing we don't really need to know where he was going after this uh, you know, what, know. It, what it reminded it me of dumb. was like the time they, they showed up at some underground sex club and bullock finally announced himself and pulled the gun out when he heard the pig <laughs> yeah it was like a whinny or a pig it was like, or something. It was like went, a pig nope that's too much that's kind of what it reminded me of oh man so that's it that's all I've got. That's all I got, too. Surprised I had that much, to be honest. <laughs> it was a weird episode of Gotham. It was a weird episode of Gotham, yeah. <laughs> I, I look forward to... Uh, I'm, like, I always, I'm, I'm looking always, forward to Jerome. Yeah, I'm always... I was about to say, I'm always forgetful of how good he is. Because, like, looking... Like, when they started playing the clip of him, for just a second, I was like, Hamill? Oh, my, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's that kid. Yeah. He really is I up there. I he was for, that good. I just one of the best jokers. I mean, even proto Joker here. He's just he's one of the best representations we've ever seen. Yeah, we should just. Uh, I don't know. I would actually. I would nominate the uh, the scene from last year with his his little one man Russian roulette scene. I would put mm-hmm. up against pretty much. I, I think Hamill would even would even say like, "No, this kid's got it." Yeah. I was going to say we should find clips of, of Jerome on YouTube and send it to Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making hints that he's coming back, by the way. Oh, good, good, good. We'll talk about that on the news episode. Uh, she'll drop on Tuesday, I'm making. Necking? Reckon. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get out of here, and we're going to come right back with a Lucifer 212 Stewardess Interruptus review, recap and review. So, until next time, keep some DC on your screen at dconscreen.com. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 
Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC.